Motherhood Incorporated proudly presents Military Mom Talk Radio live on toginet.com. Co-hosted by Robin Boyd and Sandra Beck, the owner of Motherhood Incorporated. Military Mom Talk Radio is here with a powerful platform for women to discuss their ideas, issues, and concerns with respect to the military lifestyle. Military Mom Talk Radio encourages you to share your experiences of being a military wife and mother. This show is dedicated to educating your family about the many resources that are available available in both the public and private sector and we'll be sharing helpful information from women all over the world we'll cover everything military from helping a family member cope with post-traumatic stress disorder to navigating government programs dealing with family issues to the struggles of deployment along with being a working mother both in and out of the home this is military mom talk radio and here are your hosts sandra beck and robin boyd Hey, military moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we've got a chilly show today, huh, Rob? <laughs> sure is chilly out this neck yeah, of the woods. <laughs> we're gonna... Oh, it's beautiful here in Southern California, but we're going to be talking to Lauren Zimmerman today about uh, relocating to Alaska. Um, she's got some interesting statistics, and many, many military families, as part of their uh, career, uh, get located to Alaska at one point or another. It's a really popular destination. I have heard they of wish so it was many people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of so many people who have gone there and have loved it. I've only known one family to live there. So visiting is one thing and living is another. And I think even whether it's Hawaii or New England or California or Alaska, um, there's nuances to each each territory. And it's wonderful when you have somebody like Lauren Zimmerman who helps you uh, not only find the property but also helps you integrate into that community and that area well yeah i think it's it's hard you know uh, you know whenever you pcs move it's one thing to move across the state mm -hmm. it's another thing to leave like the lower 48 and go to hickam out oh. in hawaii or you oh, know yeah. from the philippines go to okinawa mm -hmm. you know because you don't know what you don't know and i think i i want to tell a little story um when I first moved here to California, Rob, I was, you know, used to skiing up in like, like Buffalo, Toronto, you mm -hmm. know, up, you know, cross country skiing down the, you know, the river in Montreal, things like that. I was never accustomed to, you know, 110 degree heat. And I thought, oh, well, I had all my ski gear. I'm going to go snow skiing out here in Southern California, you know, up in the mountains. So I drive up in the mountains. I've got my down jacket. <laughs> I got my down pants and, you know, I almost had heat stroke. I bet. because the sun was so strong I had no idea and I had put on a I had my layers you know I had my sure. turtleneck then I had yeah. my sweater then I had my jacket and you know people were skiing in jeans and a t-shirt you know because yeah. this reflective sun is so hot and you really you you truly really can ski some days in ski, jeans and a t-shirt and I was dressed for like you know Nanook of the North and um I almost had a heart attack and died just from the heat and it is so different, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're, our ski areas are just loving what we're having out here right now, but uh, it's really putting a damper on like infrastructure and schools and businesses we've we've got some challenges out here right now so the weather really does <laughs> does impact everything so when you do move to a new area yeah you you do have to have that preparation 
Well, my favorite is when one of my girlfriends, um, she used to tease me a lot in college because she was from Hawaii and she had never seen snow. She had never seen ice. And, mm-hmm. and it was just, you know, circumstances would have it. Her husband's company relocated her to my hometown of Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And she has three kids and she was used to popping her kids out the door in sandals and shorts and t-shirts to go to school. <laughs> Bye. Have a good day. And she called me one day in tears and she's like, I can't do this. I, there's boots and there's hats and they're always losing their hats and they're losing their gloves. And I, you know, we only, you know, they're cold and they're, then the coat is wet and then I have to dry the snow stuff. And, you know, it was so funny. And I mean, she used to tease me something awful and I didn't tease her back because I really felt bad for her. But <laughs> It's really tough to get your kids out to go to school with backpacks, books, lunches, oh, God, gloves, yeah. scarves. And yeah. You don't realize how easy it is when you live in southern climates to just go, oh, come on, get your socks on. <laughs> That's we the extent of to, us in the morning. Put the it, when, when we te- uh, when, of course, you know I used to be a teacher, and it was in the wintertime. You really do have to plan an extra say 20 minutes ahead of our lunchtime and recess and 20 minutes afterwards just to get them all bundled up and then on the other side of it another 20 minutes to get everybody's wet stuff off and peel them out of their clothes and oh did they bring extra socks because they got snow all down their boots and so you always have a a bin filled with socks and a bin filled with extra mittens or an extra t-shirt because somebody got soaked yeah I mean that's just a typical day in in a northern climate so (laughs) and we're honest about we're having a buffalo kind. I got to tell you, this winter for us is a buffalo kind of winter because <laughs> it's just like four feet of snow out there right now. It's just intense. I cannot see my son's spare car out on our front yard. That's how buried it is. That's how much snow I have. <laughs> it's amazing. Well, and it's, you know, it's, it's any extreme, like, you know, whether mm. it's tons of when I worked up in Seattle, you know, for a cup of coffee, I was up there for a couple of weeks and I, I of course, you know, didn't, I'm from Southern California now. That's where my clothes have been for the last, you know, 10, 15 years. So I didn't yeah. have any really appropriate rain gear and like my shoes got ruined. My boots got ruined. You know, I was miserable. Not that I don't like the rain. I love the rain, but mm-hmm. I, it was just that adjustment. And I, you know, when I went to uh, Scottsdale, when I worked for three weeks in Scottsdale as part of my job in August and it was 120 out and people were out walking their dogs. I was like, Oh my God, how are their feet not frying? And you know, you just, um, you have to learn to adjust. And that's one of the things that I'm so excited for Lauren to be here. Cause not only did she, is she living, you know, the Alaska dream, but she did a lot of research and prep for this to help families so that anybody that is, uh, PCS moving or relocating to Alaska can get some idea of what to expect. Cause I think one of the things too, Rob, is it's that fear, you know, the fear of mm-hmm. what, Oh my God, how am I going to do this? And it can feel really overwhelming when you've got kids and you need to get them into school and you know you're from florida and you're going to alaska the difference too with alaska is the date the length of days and how many days you have and the darker days and the lighter days we in the southern states or the the lower 48 are just kind of used to we have to change the clocks twice a year as far as the daylight savings time but we're not quite used to that kind of change that they have up there 
Well, yeah, and I was thinking, like, you know, when I stayed up there, you know, I, I've been up there a few times, and, you know, everything's fitted with these shades and stuff, and it's like, if it's dark mm. out at night, like, you know, when you go to school, like, you think, how, like, how strange it would feel to go to school in the morning, and, like, I know in Buffalo, it was often dark and snowy when we went to school in the morning, and mm-hmm. sometimes if we didn't get out of swim practice till 4.30 or 5, it was dark and snowy when we left, so we didn't see any sun <laughs> for the true. whole day. Right, right. And what part, what part of Alaska did you visit? Where where did you visit when you went up there? Um, I was in Juneau. I was in, I was mostly in Anchorage. And then I did some silly Mm -hmm. thing one time when um, I had those coupons, you know, for Delta, Um, Delta Airlines would have a friend fly free. And I got on on the internet. This was maybe eight years ago. And I looked up and I'm like, wow, there's $99 one-way trips from Los Angeles to, uh, I think it was Fairbanks. Um, Fairbanks Mm -hmm. or Anchorage, I'm not sure. So I called her up and I said, hey, Mary Lee, she's from Texas. I'm like, you want to go to Alaska this weekend? And she's like, yeah, because, you know, we could (laughs) could do the Friends Fly Free and, you know, do the cheap flights. So, you know, we we go to Ross and, and buy some cute boots and, you know, buy a California jacket. And we went up there in November, froze our, you know, what's off. We had so much fun because we just ran around, you know, we got some guy to pay us to take us out on his fishing boat, you know, cause everything was closed. (laughs) And um, so our whale watching was like some guy on a fishing boat, you know, looking at these two, you know, dinglings that flew up, you know, for the weekend uh, but I really, you know, and I rented a car, a big SUV, and we drove up to watch the Northern Lights. And I remember sitting up there, Rob, and we were watching the Northern Lights, and they were so cool. And I was like, Mary Lee, what if an alien came? What if an alien, what if a bear came out of the woods? Oh, she was so mad. <laughs> she was so mad at me. Oh, Casey, yes. Oh. Casey said, Captain Ron. Yes, it was just like <laughs> Captain Ron. I have pictures. I'll post them. Um, I'll post them on the blog. You can see oh, me funny. freezing to oh, death in Alaska. Funny. But we look good. That's, yeah, that's all, really all good. that counts, we like right? Silent. You gotta look good. <laughs> well, we you we just didn't gotta have look to pay good. for that's airfare exactly. in the hotel. But that's right. The dirt cheap. So we thought, well, if we're going up there for like 200 bucks with hotel and meals included, why not yeah. go and shop for some new clothes? Absolutely. <laughs> That's too funny. The only thing I can recall from the friends that we had up there was the crops. The They would send us pictures of their garden uh, crops because they would have had so much sunlight during the day. And their potatoes were huge and their their carrots were huge. And it, I, I was just so fascinated by the fact that they would have such, um, you know, amazing crops all year long so um that that's got to be pretty amazing i i guess it's there again it's it's just a different environment and it's a different place to live and every place has its charms and every place has some challenges so um having that person to give you a hand to get settled in really is important Absolutely. Absolutely. And I like that Lauren can talk from, you know, like a mom to mom perspective, especially with little kids, because I think she's got four of them and they're all mm. with, yeah, oh, I have to talk with her on that. 
I have to go look for her Christmas card because I have the Christmas card somewhere and I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, how fun. Yeah, that's really fun. And I'm sure that they um, they must have huge Christmas tree farms up there, I would think. So we don't have as many around here anymore. Unfortunately, a development is taking away a lot of our a lot of our Christmas trees. So we we just have a finite supply of them up here in New England. But um, yeah, well, anyway. Who is relocating to Alaska? If you're PCS moving and you're listening to this broadcast, it's Zimmerman, Z I M M E R M A N Team, T E A M A K, like Alaska. So Zimmerman Team, AK.com, and you can look at some homes. Beautiful homes, too. So we'll have to talk about her settling in to um, a new environment and also all of the um, opportunities that she has had to help families move in to this beautiful state. We're going to be talking with Lauren Zimmerman on the other side of the break. Do stay tuned. This is Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Be right back. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on Toginet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm Free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be, I'm Free, with Minister Diane Jones, Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Girasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Toginet.com.
Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. There we are. I am on. This is Robin Boyd back with you um, with Sandra Beck here on Military Mom Talk Radio. We are here to welcome Lauren Zimmerman today. She is part of the Zimmerman team and is now in Alaska. Her, um, as Sandra said earlier in the show, ZimmermanTeamAK.com is their website. Thanks for coming to see us today or hear us anyway, Lauren. Welcome. Hi, thank you. Well, Lauren, um, tell us, we have to sort of start the scenario. I, I don't believe that you were born and raised in Alaska. So how did Alaska come into your life? Um, it came into my life when my husband came in my life. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was born and raised in Charleston, South Carolina. And um, so, you know, I was used to the, um, you know, 80 degree winters and, um, so, uh, yeah, my husband was born and raised up here. Um, his dad's been up here for uh, about 50 years. And, um, yeah, so then when we got married, I moved up here. And so I've experienced um, kind of the drastic move from uh, from South Carolina up here to Alaska. And um, it's it's been a really neat experience. So, Lauren, this is Sandra. How many kids do you have? <clears throat> I couldn't remember. I, I couldn't remember if you have three or four and how old they are. I have four boys, um, and they are six, five, three, and one. He'll be two in two months here. Um, so, yes. So you know a little bit about raising kids in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> Done it for a little while. Um, yeah. <laughs> something's so, chimed in mm. yeah I know it's so fun um, so when when you first moved to Alaska what was some of the, the like the things that you noticed that were so different from, from either the lower 48 or from, from South Carolina it would take less time to share what's not different um, oh, <laughs> no, it's, yeah. okay. but, <laughs> it's I mean it's, it's so different uh, in uh, pretty much every way the um, I mean, from Charleston, South Carolina, up here, obviously, obviously the weather's different, the light's different, the um, the uh, scenery is different, the the people are different, the community is different. The um, I think the kind of the priorities and the um, obviously the way people spend their time. Um, Alaska's much more well. I can't really say it's outdoorsy because in Charleston, of course, you have the beach and all that, so people are outdoorsy in their own way. Um, but um, yeah, it, it's very, very different up here, and uh, it's been really neat uh, kind of incorporating into the culture and community up here and um, 
just getting to know people and learning to love Alaska, which wasn't that hard. (laughs) (laughs) It's so beautiful, I'm sure. But did you find it difficult to get used to how much of a light, dark transition do you have as far as the over the course of a year? Uh, Let's see. During the summer, our longest day is, um, let's see, our longest day sunsets about 1145 at night. So actually here in Anchorage area, we just missed the midnight sun aspect, but we're close. Um, And sunrise is about 4 a.m. So um, it it doesn't get dark. I mean, you could be out reading a book at one o'clock in the morning outside without a light. Um, cause it, it, the light doesn't completely disappear, um, after the sun goes down cause it just dips below the horizon. Um, and then we gain or lose throughout the year up to five minutes a day. It's, uh, just constantly changing. And our shortest day, um, obviously middle of December, uh, is, let's see, our sunrise is about 1045 here in Anchorage and, um, sunset about 330. So, um, and it gets dark very quickly and it, the sun, like at our house, it doesn't come up above the trees. It's always back in the woods and we don't get the sun in our window for about just a couple months, but it's always changing and we're always gaining or losing. And, um, I don't know, the variety is, is really neat. Um, that's good that the variety is neat. I can only imagine though, that it must be difficult to just, you know, how your spirits get down in the winter, just in a normal winter down in the sub in the lower 48, how it must be difficult to sort of stay chipper in those darker days. Yeah, I can. Some people have, um, uh, they call them happy lights. They're, um, they mimic sunlight and, uh, some people find that they do help with the, um, with the darkness. Um, but I, I've never used one, but I know that some people really like them and, uh, find a little bit of, uh, I guess happiness from them. But, um, yeah, we, it, now if you're up in Fairbanks though, they get their shortest day is two hours shorter than ours. Their shortest day is only about three and a half hours long. Um, and then if you're up in Barrow, Alaska, which is just, you know, pretty much the northernmost point, uh, which there's no... I mean, you can't even drive up there. It's more people working on the oil fields up there, but they get 67 days of darkness. So we're, we're glad that we don't have that here. My gosh. <laughs> well, and then what do you do? Like, do you just go outside and play in the dark? Like when it's time, like when it's during the dark season, like my mom used to send us out in blizzards. I kid you not. You know, we were in Buffalo and we'd be stuck in the house and she's like, well, just put your hat and gloves on. You'll be fine. You know, cause we were stuck in the house, you know, it would be cold and windy and, and, you know, 10, 12 days at a clip. And so we would go learn to go out and play in the snow uh and you know it could be cold and rainy and you know we didn't see the sun a lot because just because of the cloud cover do you just go out send the kids out you guys go out and play in the snow uh i do kick the boys out to play in the snow regularly um (laughs) and usually i try not to do it if it i mean if it's below just because they are still all little they're all six and under and um usually i don't throw them out if it's under like 10 or 15 degrees um so, and, and really here in Anchorage, we don't, we, we get some really, really, really cold. I mean, today it's three degrees. Yesterday we had a huge, it was just so windy outside. So you had the wind chill on top of zero degrees. And, um, so, you know, it definitely can be colder than that, but a lot of our, a lot of our winter days are like, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 degrees. This winter it's been 
actually warm. We've had a crazy winter this winter. I'm looking out at grass outside and the wind blew all the snow away and it's um, been a very interesting winter. But um, yeah, so I send the kids outside. Um, a trampoline actually is really helpful because you can clear the snow off of it and it gives them a snow-free area of play, um, which is really neat. It just gives, I don't know, it's just easier for them to run around and play. Um, and I know on, uh, on base up here, they have a lot of, um, indoor play options for kids with, you know, whole play sets and playgrounds inside, which gives them an area to just go run around, let off energy. Um, and that, that's really helpful. There's a couple, um, indoor play areas up here that, you know, anybody can take kids to. And, um, that's definitely very helpful during the winter. I can imagine because we used to go to the mall. You know, my mom, the other place my mom would take us to the mall play area, um, or our our local high school was really great. They were they would open the gym, they would open the pool, you know, for families to use in the winter. Just because you know there was just you know you can't play in snow when it's five feet of snow outside. Right, right. <laughs> yep, takes the fun out of it, right, Rob? Rob's got about I, four feet right now in her front yard. I know, and I'm only four foot eight inches tall. So, needless to say. <laughs> Yeah, Robin. <laughs> Robin Boyd is like the shortest person I've ever met. She's adorable. I got to stand next to her, Lauren. I didn't meet her. Um, we've been on the radio for like five years together, but we've never met. And we've worked together. Uh, what, Rob? Maybe ten years, twelve years? Close, close to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we never met, Lauren. And then we met in person this summer when I flew back east. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm Blondzilla. And I'm like, Oh, you're so cute. You know, and it was just fun to, you know. But yeah, you totally get buried in the snow <laughs> you know how you have to plow a, a little area for your dachshund to go out and and go go piddle <laughs> well yeah. they have to plow a little path for me because i can't get through it yeah <laughs> little, little dogs get high centered up here all the time um, they get what don't have a little what dog. do those dogs get they hold get on, high tell me. <laughs> they get high Wait, centered they can't, their legs can't reach anything to make them move yeah because so, oh, of the oh, snow so, yeah Oh, gosh. Well, on the other side of the, we've got a break coming up pretty soon, Lauren. One of the things that we do want to talk about is some of the things that you do uh, to help military families when they are coming to an area such as yours. Because here we are talking about a lot of differences, even say from New England to California to Alaska. Um, and there are a lot of environmental differences. And then there are a lot of, um, as we're saying, whether it be schools or whether it be uh, what do kids do or what do they need as far as uh, just clothing, proper clothing and whatnot. And not all of the time does that information get uh, relayed to the family before they end up moving, especially if it's a sudden move. So one of the things that we'd like to talk about, and like I said, we've only got about two minutes before we go to break, is that the whole move, getting them up there, but getting them settled because that's got to be a big process. Yeah. Um, I, I think one of the biggest things is connecting with people before you move up and getting, um, getting advice on, on what, what's needed. I definitely having, having the right gear for the weather is very mm-hmm. helpful. Um, and there's, um, there's a lot of military buy, sell trade groups and consignment stores on base um, and a lot of families, when they leave Alaska, they end up leaving their sleds and winter gear and, you know, all sure, of their sure. stuff there. And so then the new families moving up can come in and, you know, find what they need easily there. And, um, but yeah, just having a community to move into is, is so helpful wherever you're moving. And, Definitely. Um, yeah. And there's, 
you know, Facebook pages and different things like that to connect with people. And that's, um, yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to talk a lot more about that on the other side of the break. We're visiting today with Lauren Zimmerman from the Zimmerman team from Alaska. And if you've never been to Alaska, I encourage you to go to ZimmermanTeamAK.com for your first peek at how beautiful living in Alaska can be. Back in a moment. Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central. Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward. With tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned, these pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central, on Toginet.com. This is the Tokenet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Do you want to get a contact high? Tune in for fun, inspiration, and motivation every Friday at noon Eastern Standard Time. Learn how to maximize your mojo and just say no to the status quo. Get inspired and motivated by a fun-loving coach who knows what it's like to get through this thing called life. With your High on Life coach, Audra Irwin, each Friday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time and 12 noon Eastern. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, ladies, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we're visiting with Lauren Zimmerman, and she is uh, the wife of Tate Zimmerman, who's a great friend of mine, and Lauren's my friend, too. I like to think so. Maybe not after the show, but (laughs) but for now, um, if you guys are relocating up to Alaska, you want to check out their website. That's uh, Zimmerman, Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N-T 
team, T-E-A-M-A-K, like Alaska, because you can search homes in Anchorage, Eagle, Wilbur, Matsu Valley, Kenai Principal. See, I can, or Peninsula, I can, I can read the website. That's what I just did. So um, <laughs> I think you guys need to go up there because I don't have a clue of um, what I would do if I moved up there. Um, what I do want to talk about just a little bit, Rob, I want to talk about food because, you know, <laughs> The kitchen is the heart of the home. And, you know, I always hear these horror stories about, you know, like produce in Alaska. And I'm going to tease Lauren because um, <clears throat> Lauren cooks moose. And I bet you of all the people listening today, there's not a whole lot that know how to cook moose. So, uh, Lauren, I'd like your best moose cooking tip. And then let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, the food and, and any challenges that you find up there uh, with respect to uh, feeding a family of six Sure, yeah. All right, what's your best moose tip? Um, eat it like beef. It pretty much just substitutes. I mean, it, it's really similar to beef. It can be a little bit um, a little bit tougher just because, obviously, it's totally grass-fed, totally organic, totally free-range, you know, whatever you want to call it. Um, and so <laughs> it, it's think about it that way. Yeah, right. It's, it's really good meat. It's leaner than beef. Um, and it, um, it can have a little bit of a gamey flavor, kind of, um, some people don't understand what that is. It's just hard to describe. It, it tastes like a barnyard slightly, <laughs> just a little bit. Um, but it's, um, it, it's really good. I and mean, you really can substitute it for almost anything. A lot of times when people grind their moose meat, you know, to make ground beef or ground moose, um, you know, they'll add, they'll add quite a bit of, uh, of pig suet or, uh, you know, beef fat or just to give it a little bit more moisture. And, um, it's really good in the crock pot. It's, I don't know. I mean, we eat moose steaks. It, you can pretty much just substitute it for whatever moose spaghetti, moose, I don't know, moose tacos, all kinds of things. Is it very comparable oh, to venison? That. Have you had venison, uh, from deer from, I, from, I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it must similar. be similar. I, I, I think it's a little better. I think it's it's more similar to beef than venison. Oh, nice. Because I know yeah. when my mom would cook venison, she would always layer bacon strips over it just to be able to keep, um, oh. like you're saying, putting the, the suet in. Um, she would she would layer the the bacon over the roast to, to be able to cook it. So I, right. Yeah. yeah that- Definitely work with moose, and bacon's good on anything. So sure, cholesterol. Better with bacon. Now, what about fish? Because like down. Oh, what about fish? I'm curious because I eat a lot of tilapia because that's or tilapia. I call it tilapia because I'm a New Yorker living in Southern California. But but um, there's tilapia is really cheap down here, and we have a abundance of it and you know what about like you know fish up there can you tell me a little about about that yeah salmon um is really is the biggest one um there's a lot of commercial salmon fishermen up here um but you can also uh alaska residents can uh go dip netting for salmon down on kenai river kasilof river um and other places um during during the summer there's about a month when it's usually pretty good fishing and uh i mean we we've got 50 salmon in the freezer right now from last summer and uh it we just eat it all year uh we smoke some of it can some of it um we actually um the uh some friends of ours who uh, live on the military base they were able to rent a boat from on base there and we all went with them and um dip netted from the boat which is really the ideal way to do it now what is dip netting for the rest of us that only know what looking for freedom it is um so it's a really uh big round net 
um, on the end of a super long pole, like a 10 foot pole and then like a maybe four foot diameter um, net and you just hold it in the water and as the salmon swim upstream, they get caught in the net and you pull them in. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty easy. I do with my kids at the pool. Like when I was pregnant with my older one or my younger one and my older one was swimming, I used to take this buoy and throw it out to him and pull him in. It's kind of like the same yeah, principle. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's very hard work just wrestling the net. And especially when you're on a little boat with about three or four nets in the water and you got these people pulling 10 foot poles into the boat and it's hard not to knock at other people in the water, but you know, um, yeah, so it, it's a lot of fun. And um, also there's uh, – you can do fishing charters where you can go for salmon shark and halibut and rockfish and uh, lingcod. Uh, those are those are some neat ones. You can do like a multi-species charter where you go and they, you get really a lot of those fish. And it pretty much pays for itself. It's not a lot cheaper than buying it at the store, but it usually pays for the charter definitely. Hmm. Do you find that a lot of people put their own gardens in um, as opposed to just buying produce at the store? I, I know around here a lot of people grow their own vegetables. Yes. Um, there are a lot of people who have gardens up here. Um, the growing season is very short, but there are certain things that grow well. Really, I think the hardest part of having a garden up here is keeping the moose from eating the um, eating your your produce. Oh, funny. Um, it's a huge, yeah, people have a big problem with that. So um, definitely you want a good, good fence around it or a good dog or something. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm thinking of a dog trying to fend off a moose. If that moose wants to eat that potato, he's going to eat that potato. <laughs> yeah, they, they, dogs do. We have a big, like, 175-pound Spanish Mastiff, and we haven't seen a moose on our property since we got him. So, um, you know, they do, they do deter moose, definitely. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of gardens. The growing season's short. A lot of people start, um, especially, uh, start, start certain crops inside, um, or in a greenhouse before, before they can actually plant them in the ground. Um, and of course we've got the, you know, the huge, huge cabbages and pumpkins and, uh, cucumbers and all, all just huge because of all the daylight that we get, um, 20 hours of daylight and, and things grow very, very big here. I know that um, down here we have an awful lot of people, and certainly in California, there are an awful lot of people say that are either vegan or vegetarians. So the the plentifulness of crops must be very important. I, w- I would think it'd be difficult for people with dietary either restrictions or preferences to move into a new area just mm-hmm. to be able to find the foods that they may need. I mean, they may need medically uh, if they have allergies or whatnot. Right. Um, let alone just, you know, preferences. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there are a lot of, there are quite a few resources up here. Um, there's, uh, there's a health food store in Anchorage and also one out, uh, here in the Valley where we are about 40 miles away. And so, so there are resources like that. The, our main grocery store up here is Fred Meyer. Um, and they have a, a great natural food section and, um, so, so there's good opportunities there. The produce in the grocery stores very, really varies throughout the year. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. It's definitely more expensive. Um, 
but then, you know, the fact that you can, you know, go out and hunt a moose does kind of make up for that too. So, um, there's, there's different farms that sell, you know, raw, raw cow's milk, raw goat's milk. Um, you have to buy a cow share or a goat share for that, uh, legally up here. Um, but th- there are definitely options up here for, um, people with special restrictions or preferences. <clears throat> what about shipping? Like, you know, when you, when you ship to Amazon, like, you know, a lot of our rural bases um, subscribe to Amazon Prime because, you know, they've got so many things with free shipping. Does, do you guys uh, take advantage of Amazon Prime up there? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I've never had a friend, like my friends when they were in Okinawa, used a, an FPO address and they could use Amazon Prime to ship to their, their um, they could get it shipped overseas. So it went to Japan without, you know, too much trouble. So I can't imagine it would be any different for Alaska. Right. Yeah. Sh- shipping is definitely interesting up here. Um and probably similar to like what you're talking about, but yes, we, I do lots and lots of Amazon, um, orders. Uh, mostly if I can find it on Amazon, I get it on Amazon. Um, it, when, when you get into like, uh, certain things won't ship up here, but, um, especially when you get into like, uh, furniture and, um, things like that, it, it gets a lot of places just don't ship up here, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, but you can always, I mean, there are always alternatives and sometimes you just have to look harder. Um, but lots and lots of Amazon shipping. Yes. Which is free. Um, just like it is to lower 48. So. Yeah. Cause I use it too, Lauren. It's so funny. I'm maybe, you know, I'm rural, I'm on a horse ranch. So, uh, you know, North of Los Angeles and you know, it's a 20 minute ride to the grocery store or to like, you know, 25 minutes to the Walmart. So I'm thinking I look and go, okay, it might be a dollar more on Amazon, but it'll cost me, you know, eight bucks in gas to get over there and back just to pick up whatever. So, you know, I use Amazon shipping probably two or three times a week. Definitely. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yes, we, yeah. we use it, and it's definitely very helpful um, for up here to help with the shipping costs with other companies, yes. Yeah. What about for things to do for the kids? Like, um, you know, when somebody relocates up there and you have a, a large family, you know, I get like that, you know, you could go snowmobiling, you need a snowmobile, you could go fishing, but you need a boat. You know, what are some free things to do? Uh, we're about to go to commercial break. Rob's going to wrap us up here in a minute. Um so we can hit that after the break. What do you think, Rob? Are we out of time? We're probably going to be out of time. But it's true. When you do go to a new area, it's very difficult, first of all, just to get the kids into the new school. But then get them um, into their new social environment is so difficult. And I'm sure that there are clubs and whatnot. We'll ask Lauren on the other side of the break as far as whether there's youth groups or whether there's sports and um, some of the big sports in that area. We've... Um, I, I would think with the with the varied weather that's up there, it would be difficult to have the same kind of seasons that we do down here. But um, but we definitely want to um, make sure that we have a family um, ready to s- settle right in. We're talking today with Lauren Zimmerman. She's from Zimmerman Team AK, as in Alaska. And we're so excited to learn a little bit more about Alaska because – for most of us, Alaska is that place that we know is up there, <laughs> but um, unless you've really visited, um, you you really don't know what living in Alaska is like. So we're very fortunate that all of our families that are moving up there have the benefit of Zim- the Zimmerman team to get them settled and ready for life in Alaska. We have a little bit more with Lauren on the other side of the break here on Military Mom Talk Radio, so don't go away. 
Are you a military mom looking for help in dealing with the system? Keeping the home fires burning? Well, that's what we're here for. It's Military Mom Talk Radio with Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. And we'll be right back after these. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With Baby and Toddler Instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Now, celebrating New Year's Eve started in Babylon 4,000 years ago. The most common New Year's resolution in those days was to return borrowed farm equipment. Most Americans do make at least one resolution, usually related to health and fitness. But making a New Year's resolution stick is difficult if you're a mumpsimus. That's a person who obstinately clings to a bad habit. For many of us, New Year's resolutions seem to go in one year and out the other. Most New Year's resolutions fail by January 20th due to kinetophobia. That's the dislike of change. Call me a crusty gripes, but my New Year's resolution is to stop hanging out with people who ask me about my New Year's resolutions. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and Words You Never Heard has been brought to you by the Bariatric Surgery Center of Dallas. We'll put a boot in your ass, it's in. Welcome back to Military Mom Talk Radio on toginet.com. Covering topics to help on the home front with help from those who know how the system works and how to work the system. It's more fun than a sale at the BX. Now let's get back to it. It's Military Mom Talk Radio. Here again are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. Hey, Military Moms, this is Sandra Beck, and I'm here with Robin Boyd, and we are visiting with Lauren Zimmerman today. She's given us the 411, everything we need to know about relocating to Alaska. Since so many families uh, in the military community at some point uh, have had a tour of duty up here, and one of the things that we're really concerned about with our military families is we know that that you know money's tight and time is tight, so that's why we want to provide some of this insider information, because you can get all the facts 
some figures online. You can go and look at the weather and look at the temperature and look at all this stuff. But I'm really interested in talking with Lauren today, and she's the wife of Tate Zimmerman, who owns uh, Zimmerman Team uh, Alaska, Zimmerman Team AK.com, which is a real estate company. And they specialize not only in, you know, finding houses, buying and selling of homes, but they're really good at helping the military family adjust. Like that to me is as important as finding, you know, the right place to live. When you move, you want to make sure you're in a military family friendly environment, you know, so that you're put in the right community, you're near base or wherever you need to be. Uh, If your kids have special needs or special interests, you know, that's why uh, somebody like the Zimmerman team can really help you make that best decision for you far beyond how many bedrooms and bathrooms you need. And Lauren, when people move up there, it's always such a big expense. I know the military covers moving costs and, you know, but there's always expenses beyond that. And, and there's stress and there's all these things. So what are some, some opportunities for people that don't cost anything that can allow them to, you know, when they get there to go and blow off some steam and get the kids out outside, um, you know, things to do that don't break the bank. Right. Um, of course, a lot of that depends on winter versus summer, um, uh, as far as what's available and what the best options are. But there's, um, in Anchorage there, there's, um, for during the summer, I mean, there, there's so many really up here during the summer, just getting outside and really, um, especially during the summer, you really want to be spending a lot of time outside because you don't get that sun um, and that vitamin D during the winter. And, um, I mean, we really, we try to get out at least once a week to go hiking during the summer. Um, there's a great recreational area, Hatcher's Pass. Um, it's, it's a little bit of a drive from Anchorage, you know, maybe it's a little bit, uh, just over an hour, but not too bad. Um, and there's tons of hiking and trails and there's an old mine you can tour up there and just all kinds of, it's, it's a beautiful area. A lot of people go up there. Um, so th- that's one option. Um, out the other direction in um, Anchorage, there's a, a ski resort. Um, during the summer, they've got you know they've got trails up there uh, for hiking and all kinds of things like that. There's a park in Anchorage that again has trails and um, along along the inlet here. And um, then down in down you can drive down to Seward. It's about a three hour drive. This one um, there's a Sea Life Center down there and. I know that like during the winter they have a free um, a f- day where they uh, have free admission. Uh, I think it's every Wednesday through a decent amount of the winter um, for for families, and um, so that can be a good and expensive option. Uh, there's there, there's really a lot um, that a lot Anchorage has a lot of the same um, opportunities for uh, activities that I think other a lot of other cities have and. Um, it's because it's a, it's kind of the hub of Alaska. It's where, where everything, if it's in Alaska, it's going to be in Anchorage. So a lot of the opportunities in the state are in Anchorage there, which, which is really neat to live close to that. Something interesting you said, Lauren, in the, um, in the chat, when I had kind of asked you about job opportunities for military spouses, that you were saying that oil industry is big, but there is a two week on and two week off sort of work schedule. That's very different. Yeah, there, well, there can be because, um, the oil industry is huge, huge up here. And a lot of people, a lot of families work in it, but it's, um, 
it, it's up here, it's called up on the slope, which is where people work up way, way, way north of here. And so they, they commute, they, they basically fly. And so it'll be like two weeks on, two weeks off, or six weeks on, two weeks off, or it's just crazy, crazy schedule. So that, that one would probably, most military families are not going to opt for a spouse to do that, um, especially if they have kids. It's not, not very sustainable for um for a long term, for the long term, really, for for a lot of families, a lot of families do it. The the husband will will commute uh, back and forth, or the wife, or whatever. But um, so some families definitely do make it work. But I, I haven't heard of a lot of military families making that. You know that that would not be their first choice usually. Certainly, yeah, very very yeah. challenging. Even in a non-military family, that kind of is very very tough. But um, I know that a lot of spouses do look for employment. So um, especially, you were saying that there's no real limitations as far as internet. So I'm sure that a lot of virtual work is available. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. are there other industries that that might be looking for? Um, work that military spouses could be engaged in? I, I don't really know of anything specifically. Um, Anchorage and um, the areas around Anchorage, it's a very fast growing area. So there's, you know, there are a lot of opportunities and um, a lot of growth. Uh, so, I mean, there's really, there's a lot of options probably, you know, similar to other to other places, um, but I'm not, I don't know specifically of anywhere that is, you know, specifically geared towards military spouses. I just think of, you know, real, well, not realtors, but uh, real, um, what's the term that I, it, um, when you have to do uh, staging, that's the kind of thing. If somebody comes in and either does some staging or does some, um, office type work or I'm sure that there must be a lot of openings for civil engineers up there if there's yeah. an awful lot of growth. So, yeah. um, yeah, that yeah. People, do, people do work remotely. Um, you know, just because of technology, the internet so much can be done from a long way away. And so, so for some jobs, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter where you live if it's all online. And, um, so, so that's definitely an op- option up here as well. Mm. Uh-huh. So, Lauren, what's your best advice for somebody, you know, like think back, you know, and think about your kids and all this stuff. Like what's kind of your best advice for, you know, somebody like you with, you know, small children that's due to relocate to Alaska? Like what would be your best advice for the for that woman or that man listening today? Um, like I said, just connecting with people up here before you come up. There's Facebook groups. There's, uh, you know, military groups that, that you can get connected with and that can, um, help you have a community to move into, get involved in, get involved in a church when you get up, or there's a lot of, you know, groups on base and, um, just really getting connected with other people. And, um, especially because during the winter, you know, because it, it can be harder to get outside. A lot of times, you know, you go spend time at someone else's house and, you know, to let the kids play and, you know, drink tea or coffee or whatever, you know, while it snows outside. And there's a lot of, um, just, I think, getting connected, um, being prepared when it comes to um, winter gear and things like that. Because if, you know, if your kids aren't comfortable outside, if they're not warm, they're really not going to want to go outside. And just kind of almost doing, going overkill on, you know, extra layers and um, making just making sure that your kids are comfortable playing outside and um, that they have, you know, sleds and snow shovels. I mean, kids love to shovel snow, um, you know, to a certain point. Um, <laughs> but, uh, 
you know, until they get older and then they don't want to shovel. (laughs) Exactly. But just being prepared in those ways. And, And I think it, it really does boil down to having the right perspective on it. And, um, you know, I think that someone who has the right outlook can be happy anywhere they are and having, having a good attitude about things. And I mean, your kids obviously latch onto that and they, you know, they're, they're going to pick up on, on their mom's perspective of where they are. If their mom's happy with it, they're going to be happy with it. If their mom's dissatisfied. They're not going to be happy. So, you know, I think a lot of it comes down to that. And, um, I, I love Alaska. I would really have a hard time moving away. Um, and I, I'd love to be here for the rest of my life. What about sports and, and what is it you, oh. that kind of thing? Um, as far as are there a lot of teams for kids to join as far as sports go? Soccer yeah. or? Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of it obviously is indoors up here. Um, during, during the summer or, you know, early spring, fall, um, they do have outdoor things, but, um, a lot of it is indoors with the schools and things like that. Hockey is a big one up here. Um, so yes, there are definitely opportunities there. Yes. I would think hockey would be, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, probably not a lot of golf going on up there though, huh? <laughs> there are some golf courses, but it's, that's definitely very seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know we, as we were watching the snow come down, we were watching golf the other day <laughs> just to make us feel <laughs> like at least there is some hope. <laughs> right. Well, during the winter up here, getting out, um, a lot of families make it a priority to, um, to just take a trip as a family, uh, if, if they can do it, if at all possible and get out of state, go somewhere warm just for like a week during the winter. Um, Hawaii is a definite, because it's, it's not that long of a flight to Hawaii. I mean, it's just, just takes just as much time as it takes to get anywhere else from up here. And so a lot of families will go there for a week. Um, I, uh, our military family friends up here, they, they were able to fly military over there and with their five kids. And um, it, it gives a little bit of relief from the cold. Um, it's nice to get some sun, soak up some vitamin D. And um, it, then it's, you know, it's refreshing to get back after that. So oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. I am sure that this adventure is amazing for anybody. And as you, as most military families know, wherever their next uh, move is, is going to be their adventure because you have to look at it that way. That we, We're given this opportunity, so you take advantage of it and see the world. We've spoken today with Lauren Zimmerman. I do hope that you'll find us on MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on iTunes or right here on the Toganet Station if you've missed this or any one of our many, many shows, over 200 hours worth of programming. Uh, Lauren, thank you so much. I want to make sure that people find you at Zimmerman Team, A-K-Z-I-M-M-E-R-M-A-N Team, T-E-A-M-A-K.com. Just a wonderful conversation, Lauren, and thank you so much. Stay warm up there. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you for letting me hear about Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> when all of us go up to Alaska, we'll be sure to look you up. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, thank you much. We'll see you all next week on Military Mom Talk Radio. Do tune in next week. We have another great guest to share with you, and we're so looking forward to having you with us. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. <laughs>